What up, survivors? Welcome to T180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thank you for coming. I'm AJ. And I'm Janae. And baby spring is slowly coming to a close. Gemini season is in full effect. I'm not one. My mom is. I love y'all. Ooh, how's that? Um, you know what? That explains a lot. <laughs> all her, oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure by the time this episode comes out, her birthday would have been passed. So happy birthday. I will tell her that she said happy birthday. I forgot what her moon is, though, but it's something that's explained. Oh, she's a Virgo moon. Yeah. Now How does do that clash see... with you? Tell the people, because they don't know your chart. I'm about to say, now do you see, like, based off of what I said, what I go through? <laughs> that's what I'm like. I know your chart, but they don't know your chart. They don't okay. know your troubles. So I am a Sagittarius sun with a Scorpio moon and a Jesus. Capricorn rising. Jesus. Right. <laughs> so me and my mama butt heads like crazy. Okay, because it's like that Virgo moon and that Scorpio moon ain't doing y'all no favors. None. Okay. None. I'm so sorry. <laughs> because it is June, you know what's good, right? It means it's a new theme. Welcome to the cookout survivors. But you know, we just, everybody can't be invited to this cookout. Y'all already know how this go. Now listen. Listen, I know it's plenty of rules for the cookout and who can attend, but one of the rules is that you have to know some of these good cinemas, as I love to call them. And it's, it's, listen, because John, they just go here, incriminate yourself. And it's okay, sis. I'm not even going to say incriminate. It's okay, because. Y'all know that my black card has been revoked because I did not watch BET growing up. I didn't watch Juice. Until my sophomore year oh. in college. Oh, I thought you was about to just say you just hadn't seen. I was about to say, oh, wow. No, you know I was forced funny? to watch it in my sophomore year we in college. cover Juice on the podcast because it takes a left turn into horror. Like, oh, Jesus. It's yeah. not a horror film by any means. But, like, if you watch it, it definitely turns straight into a horror film at one point. You should say, damn, Bishop. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's a few classics that I have not seen. And just for the simple fact that it was, I just missed the boat and just never went back around to and it's watch okay. it. It's cool because so. it's, it's plenty of people just like you, but it's okay because that's what we're here for. But remember, you can you can see all the movies we're covering personally by visiting our IG, B180 Podcast. Click on the park themes, highlight, and there you go. You all set. And then you can do your homework all month. Every Friday when we drop, you'd be like, I bet I've seen this one, I've seen this one, I've seen this one. I mean, one of them is a deep cut. The rest of them, I feel like at some point you should have some type of recollection of it, you know? These were all new to me. Really? Okay, so we doing, all right. So we're about to talk about Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. And next week, we're doing Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Mm-hmm. Then that we're was doing- brand new. Mm-hmm. Death by Tem- <laughs> excuse me, Death by Temptation, and never I haven't seen that one. I've heard of it, but I've never seen that one. And then last, we're gonna do Bones. The only Bones that I know is the TV show. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's cool, my show. Sis. It's cool. I love. I really love the movie Bones. You already know I love Snoop, so you already knew that was a go. And it's a lot of. It's a lot of black famous hood, famous stars in there, just like this movie. You already know how it is. 
Well, I guess you're about to learn. It's okay. <laughs> I got your park recommendations. You ready? Oh, wait. No. <laughs> this week for your park recommendations, I cheated a little bit. Not I have not necessarily. I mean, I made this up, so I feel like I could change the rules anyway. But I have three movies, but the third movie is kind of a segue into our topic today. So the first movie, if you enjoyed this movie or if you're looking for something similar, you should watch Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror. It came out in 2006. I really enjoyed that one. I heard of that, but I don't think I watched it. I really enjoyed it. I think I posted it on our IG like earlier this year, like during the summer sometime. I, not during the summer. We were not here in the summer. During... um. <laughs> Like, I think it might have been like March or something. We had a nice March. It was pretty warm for March. So it felt like summer to me. We've been here for a very long time, guys. <laughs> I mean, quarantine I've been has here. been long. Oh, I thought you meant in general. I'm like, girl, I've been here my whole life. No, I'm talking about quarantine. Like, the day, like, I just feel like we had like three summers already. Like, it's been 84 years. Okay, let me not say that. Oh anymore. my gosh. <laughs> Next up, if you are enjoying the anthologies, then you should watch Creep Show, which is like one of the OG horror anthologies. Like not the new one that's on Shudder, like the OG. The movie, because like, isn't the one on Shudder a TV show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then last, if you like this one, a lot of people years and years later when this movie came out a lot of people brought up tales from the hood so and you you've seen this one i just wanted to bring it up it's not really a park wreck but get out oh yeah i've seen that right so you know like when that movie came out you know what it's about y'all know what get out's about everybody has i i would assume that i i don't think i know somebody that hasn't seen that movie i'm really trying to think do i know somebody that hasn't seen that movie i don't think so but anyway When that movie came out, a lot of people brought up how Tales from the Hood did it first. And it's never like a, no, they did it first. No, 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 no. They're just saying, like, this shed light on it. You know what I'm saying? And Tales from the Hood itself just took from Tales from the Crypts and just turned it into something for us, by us, basically. And I liked it. You liked it? Mm -hmm. (gasps) Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I mean... Okay, never mind. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited because I remember watching this movie. Okay, well, I don't remember watching this movie, but, you know, again, I had to give this one to my sisters. Of course, this was one of those nights. I guess my mommy must have been, like, working late and my sisters were watching me, so you know how that go. They knew I was going to fall asleep within probably, like, five, ten minutes, so they were going to watch whatever they wanted to watch. But, no, that was not the case. I remember seeing this, and although until recently, I didn't really remember like storylines and all of that, I never, shout out to my roomie, hey girl, I never forgot those dolls, she didn't either. And then next up for me was Mr. Morehouse because I never forgot those eyes. Like them contacts, they look good in 2021, okay? <laughs> I like I was kind of expecting some of the effects and I think like one of yeah no oh oh it's one effect in the movie that I'm like y'all shouldn't be a kid but the rest of them look good yeah the contacts I had questions <laughs> like can you see and you know how I had my issue with them contacts I try to put in Halloween yeah this wasn't working 
<laughs> we really stood there. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying as best as I could. I was like, I tried to take mine out so I could show you. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not mm-hmm. making this any better. It's kind of like that Peppa Pig situation. <laughs> when Susie could whistle and Peppa couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could not put them contacts in my eye, and, then and I just I kept did, taking that out and putting it in, trying to show her it's easy. But no, but then once I did get it in my eye, then I couldn't see, and it was like scratchy and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and then yeah. I couldn't figure out how to take them out. <laughs> so my cosplaying days are not going to be long lived if it involves contacts, because at this point, I, I can't do it. That's why you remember when we were talking about the Evil Dead when we did Spring on the remake and I made a comment about the contacts, the eyes, because in the original Evil Dead, whenever you get around to watching that one, girl, girl, they was injuring them actors. They was abusing them. Them thick ass contacts. They like. And that's what that looks like. That look like Mr. Mm-hmm. Morehouse. That's what his contacts look like. I think it's because his are ice blue. And you know me. Anybody with ice blue eyes, you freak me out. I'm telling you right now. There's an actress. She's in The Stepfather too. I can't remember her name right now, but she has these ice blue eyes. And it just looks like. She's a part of the Eternal Rest gang. And I just, no, 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 no. Like, she just don't. Mm-mm. 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 Oh my gosh. I just can't. I can't deal with it. No. So, this movie was directed by, well, directed and written by Rusty Kundi. Mm-hmm. And produced and written by Darren Scott. And then executive produced by Mr. Spike Lee. Yeah, Mr. Condiff, he has a lot of film credits to his name. Like He does. He's done things like School Days, Sprung, of course, the long-awaited sequel to this movie, Tales from the Hood 2, just The Chappelle Show, so many seasons of The Chappelle Show. He hood famous, as Prim would say. I don't know if y'all watch this YouTube channel called um, Prim's Hood Cinema. I'm going to link his video to this episode that we're doing now below and he's a good time he's funny i absolutely adore his channel so i think y'all should watch him but yeah he always says that he's an all-star like i love it (laughs) even darren scott like he has a they're kind of like a little tandem duo too i noticed but he has a lot of little credits as well like he did the stepfather too and i just mentioned that i didn't even think about it i just brought it up but one more person I want to bring up before we move on is the music composer because through this whole movie, the music just kept enticing me. Even the violin through the third story, KKK comeuppance with the oh, little yeah. violin. I was mm-hmm. like, it kept, the violin here kept making me think and I couldn't figure out if it was Drag Me to Hell soundtrack. Well, I can't wait till we do that movie or was it the dark and the wicked and it might be both and i went to look to i've see. heard that violin before and yeah i'm like i've heard that violin that's why i'm like i think that it's um the dark and the wicked but when i looked he also did drag me to hell like he's done hellraiser urban legend the grudge the exorcism of emily rose sinister pet cemetery like spider-man 3 like he's done he First of all, he said his bag is set, honey. Okay. 
<laughs> but yes, I'm like that violin. Every time I heard it, it was like a trigger. I'm like, why do I know this violin? But that's not that much. Like I really, I, I'm going to figure it out. When I do, I'll let y'all know. But um, before we bounce out to the queue line, y'all can watch Tales from the Hood. It's streaming for free on Peacock right now. But if oh, you don't I don't want- have Peacock. That's why I can't find it. I'm not oh, gonna I'm tell sorry, y'all where I, I found. I, look, I didn't pay for it, but I'm not gonna tell you where I find it. Found it because. Um, let me go ahead. Since I found out some people like when I do this, so I'm gonna do it right now. And that's on period. So on what? Hi, Sarah. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> if you don't want it for the free free, you can watch it like on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, um, Apple TV, Vudu. And usually Vudu be having a hookup for the free free. But And so that's the thing. I was kind of shocked because I'm normally, lately I've been able to find things because, you know, Tubi have a lot of things now. Tubi been lighting y'all up, okay? Listen, let me tell you something. And Tubi, just come find your girls at D180 Podcast and just talk to us because I swear every other episode we name drop Tubi because they are shitting on y'all. Mm-hmm. They have all the movies. They have but, everything. And the thing that confused me, so if you're, if you have a fire stick, the cover art or Tales um, from the Hood had mm. Showtime, like the Showtime logo in the bottom <gasps> right corner. What? Right. Wow. So when I clicked on it, well, cause I, you know, I do the Alexa voice, Tales from the Hood. Right. And mm-hmm. when I clicked on it, it told me I had to pay for it. And I have Showtime, the Showtime app on yeah. my Fire Stick. So I was yeah. like, so is it not on Showtime? And then normally, even if I don't have an app that's downloaded, it'll tell mm-hmm. me, hey, you can watch it on this app for free. Just download yeah. it. Yeah. But they didn't do that. They just offered payment options. So I went to my other source and watched it. <laughs> they said, this ain't free. My <laughs> thing. Oh, well. I get it, though. But you ready to um, go to the queue I am. I'm ready to see what you got for me. Okay. Howdy, survivors. Please keep your tips and limbs inside the vehicle and remain seated at all times. Hang on to your personal belongings, especially your minds and spines. Because this here's a wild ride. My black card has been revoked already. <laughs> so I want to see how many of these movies in black cinema history have you seen? This is finally, okay, look, because this is for all y'all that laughed at me. What episode was that, Nay, when you did the, um, you remember the game we played in the queue line where I had to guess the movie titles to the romantic comedies and I literally, Uh, and I actually did a good job. That was one of the Valentine's Day episodes. Love is in the scare. Yeah, Mm -hmm. y'all, y'all thought it was real funny. I don't know which one it was, (laughs) but y'all thought it was real funny when I was trying to figure those out, but I'm back to now. Okay, so with this, you don't have to figure out the title. I'm telling you the title. You just have to tell yeah, me if you've seen it. Or I not. know. I'm just saying. <laughs> because remember, half of those movies, I couldn't figure Well, some of them I figured out, but a lot of them, I hadn't seen them. So it was really harder for me to even just like think of, you know. But right. I've seen these, so let's roll. <laughs> All, right. All right. So the first one is Lady Sings the Blues, 1972. How many of them I have seen the first one? I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> And Diana Ross in it. 
Mm-mm. Okay. I haven't seen it either. So let's do it again. It's the second movie, 1976. I have not seen that movie. Neither have I. Okay, The Greatest, 1978. Is this it, going in like chronological order? I haven't seen this movie either. I think this list is in chronological order. Okay. So we probably probably not gonna be knowing stuff until the eighties. But it's I don't know. You well the next one is the eighties. But this one is I think it's a Muhammad Ali movie. Called The Greatest. I haven't seen it. Okay. <gasps> Oh, no, 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 no. I might have, but I think I'm thinking of something else. Are you thinking about Ali? Like the... Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's not that. <laughs> okay. So, Fame, 1980. Yes, I've seen that movie. I have it. Don't hate me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, to be fair, I went to a performing arts school, so... I know. Yeah. So, the next one is Bustin' Loose, 1981. This has Richard Pryor in it. I have seen this. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen it. My dad loves Richard Pryor. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. The next one is An Officer and a Gentleman, 1982. Who? An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, no, I have not seen that. That sounds like a deep cut. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't even tell from the cover who's in it and what's it about, but I don't have a seen it. Okay, A Soldier Story, 1985. I've heard of that, but I have not seen it, but I've heard of it. I haven't seen it either. Um, the Color Purple. Of course I've seen this movie. <laughs> y'all going, tell me y'all, y'all revoking me. I have not seen it. <gasps> yeah, I have not seen The Color Purple. That's like the movie every black girl has watched while getting her hair done. <laughs> not this black girl. <laughs> we just watching sci-fi. Ten and stories. Like days of our lives, and for some reason, I just felt myself get popped in the head with a comb. Okay, move on. Cause this, <laughs> it's a trigger now. <laughs> Lethal Weapon, nineteen eighty-seven. I've seen that movie. Okay, I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Coming to America. Of course, I've seen this movie. I have to. Lean on me. Of course, I've seen that movie. You do crack, to. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. Okay. Glory, 1990. I've seen that movie one time. Literally one time. And decided that was all we needed. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Mm, that's all you um, He probably wouldn't like it. The next one, y'all definitely gonna hate me for this. Boys in the Hood. Jone. I you have not seen nope. Boys in the Hood. Nope. Yes, ma'am. All right. We might have to turn this into a black cinema podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. Rest in peace, John Singleton. He did his thing on that movie. Yes. So I'm going to check that off for you because I know you've seen it. Sister Act. Yes. (laughs) Same. All right. Malcolm X. Yes, I've seen that movie. Okay, so does it count that I haven't seen it all the way through? Like I've seen different pieces. I mean, I feel like I feel like that counts. Like you know what it is, you're aware of it. I feel I feel like that counts. Okay, um, waiting to exhale. Of course, another movie that black girls know they've seen getting their hair done. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. And how and how can you not know the iconic Angela Bassett scene? How? <laughs> Somebody, did you see that Facebook post 
where somebody did that as a divorce photo shoot? No. Girl, I gotta find it and send it to you. Somebody Please got divorced do. within like the past month and recreated that photo shoot for her divorce. I love that. I'm good for her. Good for her. I love saying good for her because good for her. <laughs> a time to kill. Oh my gosh, I saw this movie way too young and it traumatized me. I haven't seen it. I probably don't. I'm probably not going to watch that. I saw that way too young. And mm -mm. But you've seen this next movie and so have I. So food. Of course. And my mom, <laughs> the part where they be dancing on the um, dancing in the beginning, my mama always make me cover my eyes. And in the bathroom scene, Bobby peeking. <laughs> oh my gosh. How Stella got her group back. Of course, I've seen this movie. I've seen that too. All right, The Best Man. Of course. I got it on DVD. Remember the Titans. Yes, I've seen this freaking football movie. <laughs> my daddy went to the high school. To the high school in the movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. It's very interesting. Actually, a lot of people that I grew up with went to that high school. Shaquille, that's where Shaquille went to high school. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Shaquille. Hey. <laughs> then we have Ali. Oh, yeah. The, the one I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Antoine Fisher. Of course. Wait, I, I have feel like I remember. I specifically remember watching this on a leg. I remember my mama crying. Yeah, a lot of tears. Yeah, I was like, I just remember everybody being very upset about this movie. <laughs> it's not funny, but y'all know. Dark humor. Yeah, fighting temptations. Of course, I've seen that too. Ray. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That movie makes me so sad in the beginning with his brother. Okay, move on. Um, Crash. Do you, I feel like everybody lost it when this movie came out. This is another movie I saw on. And um, everybody was freaking in this movie. I don't, the, the title is not ringing a bell to me. Like, Everybody was in this movie, and I swear everybody, mama and they daddy, was watching this movie. Like, Ludacris was in the movie, Don Cheetah was in the movie, Miss um, Newton, I don't know how to pronounce her new name. It's not to Thandy anymore, she changed it, but I'm trying to be respectful. Matt Dillon was in it, Terrence Howard, um, who else was up in there? Lawrence Tate was up in there, Loretta Devine was. Everybody was up in this dag on movie, okay? It's not ringing any bells for me. Yeah, I mean, we were, I haven't seen it. it came out in 2004. We we wasn't ready. We wasn't watching them yet. All right. Well, as you can tell, I haven't seen it. But the next one is The Pursuit of Happiness. The who? Pursuit of Happiness. I have not seen that. That that name sounds huh? foreign to me. The what pursuit is of it? The Pursuit of Happiness? Oh, yes. I'm sorry, girl. It sounded like you was speaking Spanish. Like, I didn't know <laughs> what the F was saying. I saw that, yeah. I've seen that like, too. Like low key, it sound like you low key said Prosecco. Like I was like, what? What movie is this? <laughs> yes. Yes. The um the next movie is The Great Debaters. Yes. 
I've yeah. seen that. Yeah. Okay, uh, The Secret Life of Bees. Okay, let me tell you something. My best friend, hey Nita, um, she got so pissed at me. We were at her house, it was a group of us, and we watched that movie, and they got mad at me because I didn't cry when the scene, if you know what I'm talking about, when the scene happened, they was all crying, and I was just sitting here. They got so mad at me because I didn't cry. I was like, I don't even think I watched this. I feel like I tried. No, you know what it was? Mm-hmm. So back when Netflix had DVDs, mm-hmm. I put it on my DVD list. Every time we were about to watch it, we never watched it. And I ended up right. sending it, it back and getting something. <laughs> I know, because like everybody was like, we don't want to watch that. So I just yeah. mailed it back. I mean, it was a good movie, but they uh, they were clearly moved by it more than me. That makes <laughs> sense. That happens a lot to me. I know some movies I'll be laughing. Maybe Tony. Um, I have a, a weird response to certain things. Okay, the next movie is Precious. Of course. I have not seen that. Oh, what? Yeah. Um, first of all, I just choked because I was about to say, of course, who hasn't seen this movie? And here you Me. are. Like, you really ain't see you didn't you telling me you did not see this girl run down the street with this bucket of chicken? Like you telling me you ain't seen Monique. You too. I see so like the famous clips because of this movie. Like I I didn't want her to call me my baby. Like I didn't want her to call me none of that. Like I was mad at her. Yeah, I only the the clips that you've seen circulating Mm -hmm. have turned famous. That's the only part that I've seen. They made but like Mariah as the Perry movie look basic and regular in this movie. Like she looks regular. Yeah, I saw that too, but I didn't watch the movie. It was such a good movie. They did a good job. The next one is for colored girls. Yeah. In this movie, I haven't. Yeah, you should. <laughs> gonna cry but yes you should i haven't seen it the next one is the help <laughs> yeah, i've seen this movie i watch I'm it sorry. with my mama all the time i was thinking about the end yeah i'm sorry girl octavia will be working it red tails i think i've seen this movie why did you to have I've seen this movie because I see the whole entire cast right in front of my face. As I just said, I thought I saw this movie. I've seen this movie. Well, why are they trying to name the Washington football team, the Washington Red Tails? Girl, I've washed my hands with all of that. I can tell you all the names that have been thrown out there, even though me personally, I was a fan of the Red Wolves. But I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave it alone. No, do not name your team. No Red Tails, especially. Okay, now the last season. Y'all was doing a little something, something, but no, because whenever y'all lose and y'all already know how y'all are, even though Riverboat has been doing a good job, um, let me not give y'all too much because I'm still pissed at y'all. Um, if y'all losing, then people gonna be like, damn, those damn red tails, or the red tails losing all like it's just going to taint the name, and no, so I prefer you don't. I understand um, that. Actually, I'm a, I'm just I'm actually okay with not having a name to be quite honest. Yeah, and I and I'm fine. I at first I wasn't. 
I was like, this sounds like a college team, which is maybe what it turned into. Okay, but I'm gonna leave it alone. Anyway, um, I mean, the European teams don't really have. I mean, yeah, they don't. They don't. I know that's more of like a thing that we more do here in the states, but it's grown on me now, and it's cool. But if they had to pick a name, I definitely like Red Wolves because I just feel like marketing wise, you could do so much with that. You know me, I love marketing. Yeah. So you do so much with that, especially if you about to get a new stadium and copyright D one eighty copyright. I'm not about to say my full name on this podcast, but this came from my mouth. Since y'all getting a new stadium, imagine if you was the Red Wolves. I'm gonna make this real short because we need to get up out of here. And you know how Tampa Bay, how they got that big old pirate ship that's a part of the stadium? <laughs> what if we had a huge, you know how Wolves be coming out the cave and stuff? What if they had like a makeshift cave and that's where the team and all the people ran out of and blah, 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 blah. It would be so cute. But y'all don't think like that y'all can give me stop giving out free information i said copyright so if i see y'all doing that (laughs) i will walk up let me not drop y'all um address because i will but trust me because um i will pop up okay thanks (laughs) all right wait so i think i missed it have you seen red tails or no i have okay Okay, so 12 Years a Slave. Oh, Jesus, I did. Why was they playing this in the gym? What? So this, I think this is when I first moved to Baltimore. The gym that I go to, you know, Gold's always has like the- uh, The cinema room? Yeah. Yeah. Why was they playing that up in there? Mm. And I think low key- They wanted y'all running. Low key, I really think it was Black History Month too. Now that I say that out loud, I really think that's, and I'm just like, why the, who thought it is? Whose idea was this? Cause, all right. Selma. Yes. I, I actually liked it. I actually liked it. I think the next, like the rest of the, the thing I haven't seen, but I haven't seen 12 Years a Slave. I have not seen Selma. And the next one straight up out of Compton, I have not seen that either. <gasps> I know. I will never forget. I got to, once again, me working at the radio station in Indiana. I got to go to the premiere and I got to see this movie before anybody else. And I was so excited. I had the t-shirt, like I had all the merch and I still got it from this movie. I had everything. I was on it, okay? I mean, you got you gotta keep free merch. I mean, that makes great workout gear. True, like a lot of my t-shirts have come from the radio station, but I was on it, like, on it with the Straight out of Compton merch, like, on it. All right. The next one is Hidden Figures. Yes. It's a great movie, and I think all little black girls should watch it. I haven't seen it. I think all girls should watch it, but especially my black mommies. It's still on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Girls Trip. Of course, I've seen this movie, and I actually thought it was pretty decent. I haven't seen it either. It's, a, it's literally one part I don't like between Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith. That's too on the nose for me. But other than that, I really liked it. Black Panther. Of course. You know I've seen that one. First of all, <laughs> me, me and my mans, we went to the theater dressed in all black, boo. Oh my okay, God. we sure did, and it was a premiere. So of course, this this time it was on him. 
we went to a premiere, got to see it before a whole bunch of people, and we showed out. And I remember even the theater experience was amazing. Like everybody in there, it was it was a moment. Like if if you wasn't there, you wasn't there. It was a moment. <laughs> I missed it. Did I go see it in the movie theater? I think I did, but it was like weeks later. Yeah, I don't remember. I do remember seeing it there. So. And then the last one is Just Mercy. Just Mercy? Yeah, it's with Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie um, Larson. No. It's where he's like a, a lawyer, I think. Mm-mm. I, oh, I've heard of this movie. No, I ain't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. All right. So you've got 33 out of 40 on the list, and you checked more than 99% of the clues takers. <laughs> See, you know what? I'm thinking they was about to be naming movies like Set It Off, School Days, Class Act, like The Wash. Like, I'm thinking they about to name movies like that. They was, they was trying no. to trip people up. So with this, it was um, regarding the NAACP Image Awards. Oh, and I like so it. these movies were outstanding motion picture winners for Black I Excellence in film. I absolutely love that. Good game. Yay! Well, my survivors, y'all can hold on tight because when we come back, we're about to take this ride on 1995's Tales from the Hood. In this neighborhood is a house where souls never rest. You're invited to share their secrets. I've been waiting for you, boys. You're invited to share their tales. Unless, of course, you're scared. Tales of madness. Ah! <laughs> of revenge. The dolls don't want you there. They want reparation. <laughs> of horror. He thinks he needs to kill the monster. Now, your most terrifying nightmare and your most frightening reality are about to meet. On the streets. And this is a trip, homie. I don't need nothing from no house of dead folks, okay? Death. It comes with many strange packages. The producer of Menace to Society and executive producer Spike Lee will take you to the outer limits of the inner city. Welcome to hell! Tales from the Hood. Chilled. Or be chilled. I mean, I don't need to be hearing this, man. Written and produced by Darren Scott. Written and directed by Rusty Kunda. So about this trailer, I honestly don't have many comments about that trailer. I think it's pretty standard, straightforward for an anthology. I actually yeah. liked it better than um, VHS. Yeah. Because it reminds me of every trailer that B on BET, to be quite honest. And I liked it. Yeah, I agree with you. When I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. It's one of those movies. Like, it gives you that little beat that just already lets you know what type of movie this is. Then with the narration, you're just like, okay. Cool. This is what we're getting into. It starts out with your main story. So yeah, this is Welcome to the Mortuary and basically how it starts off. But even before it starts off, 
can we talk about like how this movie opens with like the close-up shots of the skeleton yeah it was weird it looks really good i, <laughs> I mean yes cool. the skeleton was good but it's still weird like close-ups of dead things is weird to me are you in wrong genre sis because we've seen a hella close-up of a lot of strange things okay <laughs> <laughs> So we got um, Stack, Ball, and Bulldog. And look, that's the only time y'all gonna hear me call them these names. Because in my head, their names is Chicago, Stacy, and Junior. Yo, he got out the car. I was like, oh, that's Stacy. Right. So you got DeAndre Bonds, who plays Stacy. Well, he plays Ball, but that's Stacy from the Wood. And that was, and this, got, this movie was actually his film debut. It was? I didn't know that. Mm hmm. That's so sad because if y'all like, I'm not want to get too much. Yeah, yeah, so sad, so sad. And you got Joe Torrey. He plays Stack, but that's Chicago. <laughs> and he and a whole lot of other stuff. And then you got Samuel Monroe Jr. who played Bulldog, but that's Junior. Basically, listen, basically, you know how it's always a Hispanic person that plays a Hector? <laughs> that's That's him. He's always the black character that plays the rough nigga. Always. Like, his role in Set It Off, his role in Menace to Society. Like, him and Omar Gooding from Smart Guy, Mo. Mm -hmm. Like, they both are great at playing tough guys in black cinema. Like, as Prim would say, they small stars. And see, here's the thing. I didn't recognize him because, one... I probably only watched half of Set It Off. Yes, my black card has been revoked. <laughs> and as far as Minister Society, I don't think I've seen that either. I know. Girl. All the staples I have missed. Girl. I know. You gonna sit at the kitty's table at the cookout. <laughs> hey, as long as y'all give me alcohol, I'm fine. <laughs> Not you being the junk tea. That's me. Honestly, <laughs> and that's gonna be me this weekend and this at these cookouts. Okay, <laughs> okay. So they pull up to this uh, funeral home, right? And what mm. got me was the big ass speaker in the car, and it's not like a built-in speaker either. Mm -mm. This this some um, nigger rig. Yes, <laughs> basically. First of all, can we just talk about the reason why they even at this house? Because I just want to say, nobody that works in this line of work would just pull up at somebody's house because they called them talking about, I found some drugs in the alley. No. Right, that's weird. Nobody in this line of work would just pull up. That's way too hot. And I would never want you to service me. But you why would, and then stuff. like you would pull up to a funeral home? And you, you just thought this was okay. All right. Like, I don't even like funeral homes. I don't even like funerals. I live across, growing up, I lived across the street from a funeral home, and it was a time. Ugh. It's still running today. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that they're still in business, but yeah. it's still weird. Hey, mm -hmm. funeral homes. Oh, trust me. I've seen some things, so yeah. Actually, actually... I've laid in a casket in huh? that funeral home. Yes. For what? So, um, as I've said plenty of times, I went to a performing arts school. I am a dancer. 
first and foremost, but I have also done acting roles as well. So um, I was in this short film that's on YouTube. It's called, uh, I can't remember, it's so long ago, but I played a girl who committed suicide after being bullied. Um, this is going to sound really weird. Yes, but it was, was it actually, yes, and that's what I was about to say. And I was <laughs> I'm not, gonna say, they look comfortable. I and was I'm not. Like, what, why does it have to look so plush? Because the way they set up the scene, I'm a, if I can find it, I'll link it down below so y'all can see it. I'm literally there for like two minutes. I remember the scene, like the scene took a couple of hours to shoot. And my dad, it was between my dad and this, not my actual dad, but the guy playing my dad and the school principal. So the school principal basically had been told that I was being bullied and didn't do nothing about it. And she comes to pay her respects at my funeral. And my father, respectfully, goes off on her as he should. So, yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's more to the story, but when we were shooting the scene, like they had to, you know, keep doing and getting the lighting right. And the whole time I'm just laying in there with my little orange dress and this, oh God, this wig that they put on me, child. Ew. Child. You know what? I could have brought this story up later because I was looking better than somebody else that was laying in the casket. I'll say that. Continue. The funny thing about it, they go ring the doorbell, right? And while Mr. Sims played by Clarence Williams III, scared the fuck out of him and Stack turned around and knocked himself the fuck out. Dummy. Also, everybody should know Clarence Williams III. Yes. He ain't even got to run through his credits. Like, you know who, who, you know who that is. But he creeped me out, this whole movie. Even, you know what? Because even in Purple Rain, he scares me. Really? Mm-hmm. He scares me in Purple Rain because I always forget that's him. Wow. I got goosebumps talking about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh. I want to watch Purple Rain now. <laughs> well, add that to your go to sleep playlist. I could. So when they get up in there, you know, Mr. Sims is making Chicago a little ice pack or whatever. So Junior, he's trying to get straight to the point. Where's the shit? First of all, that was probably the funniest thing, running joke throughout this whole anthology because Clarence Williams saying, oh, the shit, you'll get the shit. That just kept, you'll be knee deep in the shit. That right. was sending me. But anyway. It's so much boys, of it, I couldn't even lift it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sims done bugged them out a little bit around this you know, funeral home and they come up on his body and he starts telling them the story about Clarence. But it's so funny because Stacy was like asking all types of questions, all kinds of questions, and the other two were not here for it. They're like, exactly, they like, we exactly get the fuck, okay? I told y'all, y'all was already doing some hot stuff, y'all. First of all, y'all should have had him walk his little ass to the car, and y'all drove off. Y'all shouldn't have left the car, okay? Right. Before we go into our next little segment, the first story, I want to give a little trigger warning because this one does deal with police brutality. Yeah, and it was a little too much for me. So, this next one is called Road Cop Revelation, and we have a new young Black police officer. His name is Clarence. That's his character's name, but it's played by Anthony Griffith. Mm -hmm. He is taken by his partner to uh, what seems to be a routine traffic stop, but it really isn't. They would harass the Black man. 
and yeah. busted his taillight to make it seem like that's what they pulled him over for. Right. But and they are to find out that this is a prominent politician in the area, Martin Morehouse. Yes. And the beef is that Morehouse is trying to stop cricket cops from selling drugs in the six. And the cricket cops is like, no, we ain't going for that shit. So we're about to fuck with you, basically. And they find, well, Clarence finds out the identity of Martin Morehouse Mm -hmm. um, while he's getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, it's very graphic. And the thing, and I'm not going to get into it, like how we normally get into the scenes. Mm -hmm. But my whole thing was, how did you not see all that was happening outside of the per- your periphery. Yeah, like, was you that focused? Because I know it was three cars there. Like, they was the last car that pulled up. But the way that the fight happened, like, you had to have heard the commotion and seen all of it. Like, the glass, he, the glass broke. You didn't hear the glass shatter. Your door was open. You've right. had to hear the glass shatter. Right. So once... Clarence actually finds out who Martin really is. He goes to try to break it up. But, of mm-hmm. course, they sun his ass. And they leave after effectively almost beating Martin within an inch yeah, of his life. Yeah, because they, well, Clarence, you know, once he finds out, he's upset about it. And yep. they tell him, they promise him that they're going to take him to the hospital. But they don't. And nope. even on the ride back... Newton, who I want to talk about for a second, Newton Hauser, played by uh, Michael Grumassi. I don't know if you know him, but, um, well, he passed away in 2016. But he's actually, are you familiar with Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son? Bruce Lee has a son. Well, yeah, he had a son. Listen, I'm finding out kid, actors have children that are playing in these shows that I watch all the time. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yo. They have a child? Well, see, Brandon is no longer with us, unfortunately, because, unfortunately, this character we're talking about accidentally shot him on set. Oh. Yeah. Um, one day we'll review this movie, so I won't go too far into it. But um, for those who do know, Michael Grew Massey played a character called Fun Boy in The Crow, and there's a scene where they shoot a gun at Brandon Lee's character, who's the main character, he plays The Crow. And what happened was uh, the prop guys who were in charge of the prop, weeks earlier, they used that same gun for a scene in the movie. But the way that the scene was staged, you could tell that the bullet, the prop bullet was fake. So what they did was like dress it up to like make it look real. And when they disposed of it, the lead tip got lodged into the gun. So when they reused the gun and used the blank, and when um, Massey fired it, the lead tip came out with it. And that's what Mm. did it, yeah. It's pretty sad, but yeah. And then you already know what that kind of carries, being the one that did it. So it wasn't his fault, but he shot it. But Of course, that guilt, my God. Yeah, but speaking of, these little policemen ain't guilty because after they done did all this, they done took Mr. Morehouse down to this dock, injected him with drugs, and put some more drugs in the trunk. First of all, Gucci told y'all to stash it in the fender wallet, and stash it in your tire. But anyway, they making it seem, <laughs> they making it seem like 
he was the corrupted one the whole time. Right. And they push his car into the lake. Dunzo. And right when they push his car into the lake, Clarence wakes up a sweaty ass mess a year later. Yeah. Oh my God. This whole scene, because even with um in the very beginning, when the whole thing goes down and Strange Fruit is playing, it's that's exactly why i didn't want to go scene by scene because it Mm -hmm. just was too much and the main thing that i was like this is sad because it's still happening today exactly this movie is so relevant i was going to bring that up later but the thing that makes this movie timeless is because the stuff is still happening okay so late at night Clarence, like Nate said, he's getting haunted by the spirit of Morehouse telling him to bring them to me. And we see, first of all, I be loving a mural. I love me a good mural. But this one was a little weird. This one was scurry. Okay. Bring them to me. Can we talk about this? I would be more like a Mushu character. I would be trying to negotiate. Like, what do you mean? Bring them here? Bring them? What What do you want me to do? But what ends up happening is Clarence calls them a year later to meet them at the cemetery. And they pulled up. They surely did. And, of course, Strom, the one who um, harassed Mr. Morehouse, mm-hmm. decides that he wants to harass Clarence. You doing a lot. Because... Yeah, <laughs> Getting on my nerves, but ultimately they let Clarence lead them out to the little cemetery. But only girl, and when I heard this, because like I said, I hadn't seen this since I was little. But um, <clears throat> when I heard this, and they was planning on killing him, like they was like he ain't coming back. I was like, oh shit, no, oh no. So when they get to the grave, right, all the boys they talking mess. Like each of the police officers represents something. Like you got Strong, he the ringleader, um, Newton who I was talking about earlier, he kind of the one that like instigates stuff or tries to justify why stuff is right. And then Billy is just a follower. Like he just do what he told and don't say nothing, you know? So after Strom stopped being dramatic and all of that, he decides that he's going to go piss on the grave of Martin Morehouse. And I was like, oh, this what you want. All right. So then he forces Billy to do it. But when Billy does it, a hand comes out the ground a la Carrie style and pulls him by the dick into the ground, banging his head into the tombstone. And I was clapping. That, that's what you get. Piss me off was like, while he's peeing, mm. they was about to kill Buddy, Clarence. Like, it's just a lot. Like, it's, and that's why I'm like, when you watch this movie, some stuff you don't notice, and then some stuff you watch, and you're like, dang, they was really on that. Right. Like I they said, had this was 95. Both of, them, both of the guns pointed at him about to execute him. It's, it's excessive. It's too much. I exactly. will say that the effects on this part looks great because once the hand pulls Billy down, the ground erupts. Once again, Hill House style, and it looks. So good. I forgot the name of the guy who did it. I want to say his name is Kevin. It's always a Kevin. But (laughs) (laughs) the cops, uh, when he gets out and Billy is just in the grave with his heart ripped out and then Morehouse is standing on top of it, I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. And then, so why, when, when he got snatched into the grave, strong dumbass wanted to shoot at the headstone like I was going to do something. Like, what? Wasting bullets, but actually, I'm fine. And you know how I feel about wasting bullets. Well, actually, I'm fine with them wasting the bullets because y'all need to be murked. Y'all deserve to get bodied, okay? I hate, like, the wasting bullets in movies freaks me out. Like, no, we talked to Bumber in the Hills, have eyes when daddy, pop, 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 daddy. 
Daddy. I Idiot. was like, why are you wasting your detective? Oh no, some detective. So now that um Martin is standing over him, zombified, Newton shoots at Martin, thinking that's gonna do something. He dead. It exact undead at that. <laughs> okay. First of all, this like some he pops up everywhere because they try to escape him. And there's a part I love it when it was like, how far is he behind us? And they look and he's far behind. And he's like, where is he? And he's right there. Oh, them contests. I said, oof. Yeah. Like, the little cuts in his face and his head. Like they look so good because I hate, and you know me, and I'm sorry because whenever we do this movie, I'm going to bring this up, but Pet Cemetery, for example, and I know sweet little baby Gage, hi Nico. When they brought him back, I think he just has like a small little scar, but that, okay. You ain't seen that movie yet, so I can tell you what happened. But he only has like a small little scar, and I'm just like, hmm. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but okay. But I like that this one actually had damage to the body, and it looks good. It did. It reminded me of Thriller a little bit. Yes. But I don't think Landis worked on this one. But I know I play, made a joke earlier, but I just thought about it. The effects are done by KMB effects group. And his name is Kevin? It might be, actually. Let me look again. It might be. No. Nope. Robert, Greg, and Howard. <laughs> Well, Mr. Martin Morehouse and all of his special effect-looking faces snatched Strom's head off with his bare hands. That looked good, too. <laughs> like, this whole thing looked good. I was just like, wow, okay. And that was hilarious to me. But it was also funny how Newton got out the car shooting again. Like, this time he y'all don't understand. Y'all done seen this man magically morph from place to place. And y'all just think shooting is going to help y'all? Well, so this time he was more strategic in the shooting because dude was standing on top of the car. So he shot the gas tank so that the car would blow up. But did that really work out for him? I mean, he thought it did because he collapsed. And he thought. <laughs> and starts going freaking nuts in this alley. Admit him. Who the fuck is y'all looking for? Y'all need to find them because y'all interrupted my podcast. And I just remember, like, thinking when I was watching this, like, these people don't care about this man. They just think he's just about as crazy as them. Because he's like, I killed him. I killed him. And they're just like, all right, back to what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then up pops Martin, lifted him into the air. And, yo, when he whipped his shirt open, I was mad at his insides. What the fuck was that green shit? I was trying to figure out, was that supposed to be, because it's not a bong, but I was trying to figure out. It was like a bubbling potion or something. But is that supposed to be like, I know what I want to say, but I ain't trying to be that explicit. Is it supposed to be like a drug device? I don't want to say the actual name, but to cook it. I don't know. Okay. That's what I I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. But it was weird. And I was like, how, <laughs> how is he functioning? Like, he undead. Like, he undead. It don't matter. Right. But it just, <laughs> it, it just didn't make sense to me. Can and that's why I thought, 
almost that's did. What I thought that's bubbles. what that was inside of him because you know that the cops were crooked and they were planting drugs. Right. And you know, I was thinking like that was supposed to be like a trigger like yeah you remember you was doing this I ate but I'm not done with you he sends all these used syringes flying into Newton's body pinning him up against the mural and the effect when he melts into that the was mural, disgusting it looked so good though I thought it was I because I remembered that and when it started happening I was like oh okay this little effect is about to happen it's probably about to look terrible I was wrong it looks great. It looked good, but it was disgusting during yeah. it. But I like the way the, the mural turned out. Like, that's a really... Whoever did that artwork, bravo. Did a great job. But um, we're not done with this story, are we, Nay? Because no. somebody still got to get theirs. Yep, so Martin pops up, Clarence pops up, and Clarence is like, you satisfied now? Martin like, nigga, nah. <laughs> Where your ass was at when I was getting my ass beat up? Where your ass was at when I was getting beat? Basically. <laughs> the next thing you know, Clarence is in a mental hospital. And the two orderlies let it be known that he was the one who was charged with killing the cops at, that night. And that was the end. Well, now we back in the funeral home. And we get a little story about how perception and reality are pretty ambiguous. And we see another body, but it's something going on with this body. It ain't about the right. Yeah. We don't know what's wrong with the body yet, but Bulldog and Ball ain't here for it. Okay. So and now Stack we- is like, can we just get our shit and go? <laughs> At this point, because listen, Mr. Sam's got plans for them because he's about to tell them another story. And this one is boys do get bruised. A trigger warning for this one, it involves domestic abuse and child abuse. Listen, when I watched this, I thought it was going to go left. And I got scared. I'm going to honestly say this one, good intentions, but out of the four stories, this one was probably my least favorite. And I feel like it could have been better than what it was we'll talk about i'll talk we'll talk about it as we go through it so okay so we have walter played by brandon hammond y'all know this little boy he literally is in everything most people know him from soul food but the first thing that popped in my head when i saw him was space jam yeah but no he's not dealing with those monsters he got a different monster problem yeah, something is creeping in his room at night with a weird-ass hand. And I'm not here for it. So at school, we find out that Walter is brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just moved to the, the area. Then, well, how you get beat up on your first day? Because he knew. That's the stereotype. You know You know how they be doing. New no. kids gotta beat them up. No. I must have went to, I think I went to white schools. I probably did. Uh, look, <laughs> I think that's what the audience think. They probably, <laughs> they probably like, hmm. Okay, let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. So if you're in the D.C. Maryland, Virginia area, um, from preschool up until second grade, I went to school in Montgomery County. And everyone knows that Montgomery County is mostly Caucasian. 
So I had that start. Now, from third grade up until I graduated high school, I was in PG County. And if you don't know, PG County is like the largest affluent county for black people. Like thriving. Right. Niggas everywhere. Okay. Honestly. And it spoils you if you live here because when you leave, you be thinking, I'm gonna go someplace and niggas gonna be everywhere. No, Mm-mm. they not. Mm-mm. So um yeah, my they didn't beat up new kids in um my first elementary school. They didn't give y'all swirlies. Ew. <laughs> no. Now, and, now that's something and, that will happen at a Disney Channel. You know that will happen in a Disney Channel movie. They're gonna either yeah. throw them in the garbage or give them a swirly. Now, I don't think people started fighting for real, for real at my elementary school. The one I went to, they didn't fight for real. I think it was middle school when I started noticing people fighting. Listen, let me tell you something. When I was in school, it would be seven fifty-four, and a fight would happen in the morning. I'm like, what is y'all upset about this early? Like, so. High school, <laughs> yes. I remember in high school we had like four, four or five arranged simultaneous fights, so that the administration girl that day was crazy. They had the they had a couple of fake fights to get the administration to go to those fights. So the real fight that was happening in the basement where the nigga got stabbed. Oh man! So I went to Oxford Hill High School, and if y'all know, y'all know. Um, okay. Um. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was my only experience. Was middle <laughs> um, school and her. It is but good thing this didn't happen to uh little buddy Walter. He just got a little black, black eye. eye. But the black eye wasn't from Tyrone. It wasn't because the nurse who was played by Miss Takia Crystal, aka Raven Bastard Mama. I know. I was like, hi. I miss you on my TV. But yeah, she tells Richard, which is played by Rusty Condo, the director. Of course, he would put himself in a movie. Um, (laughs) She tells him that, like, yeah, no, 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 that's an older bruise. Like, you know, Tyrone didn't do that. He did a different one. And so, as being the concerned teacher that Mr. Garvey is, he starts asking all these questions. and Concerned, but not smart. Right. Because how how the F did y'all not pick that hint up? I'm very upset. I work with, well, used to work with kids, but... If a kid told me a monster did this, what more of a red flag do you need? Like, they threw you the alley-oop and you just dropped it. Like, what? Yeah. Because then they said the monster came out. He said the monster came after his dad died. So, clearly it's Getting two and two together. And even when they wrap up the conversation, Walter confirms it by saying the monster said no one would believe me. Exactly. And that's why, listen, and that's why I thought this was going to go left. I got scared. You know what? Every time you tell me this is going to go left, because when we watch Creep, and every time you said it was going to go left, it always went to something sexual. And I'm like, Johnny, is this your left? Yes. Did you think something was going to happen sexually to that little boy? I did. And I was scared. I knew. Mm -mm. Oh, no. This, uh -uh -uh. If if you want a movie that goes no, left, I, I can give you one. All left. right. I'm like, no, I can give you one because you will be so pissed at me 
And I would be upset that I even showed it to you, but I'm like, I can give you one. No, I do not want a movie that goes left. For anyone that's wondering what I'm talking about, it's a throwback Ari Aster, okay? And that's all I'm going to say, because if you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And we're going to leave it at that, because at night, we actually get a small little glimpse of the monster that visits Walter after, first of all, first of all, the fact that that little baby got to sleep with his dresser in front of the door, that's a lie. And that's why I thought that it was going left because the way he cried and then like laid back in his bed, I was like, this don't seem right. Mm-mm, Jenna, you got something to tell us? Because <laughs> that is not what I thought at all. I just thought he was just going to get his little ass whooped. No. For no reason. <laughs> this is so sad because Walter's like really affected by this that he's like distancing himself at school. Like he just wants to be by himself. And when Richard comes in to, like, you know, ask him about it, he's just drawing. And a little girl named Lori told him that, you know, if, well, her mom told her if she has any worries, she can draw it on a piece of paper, get rid of it, crumble it up, destroy it, however, and then it goes away. But before we go any further, um, this was 95, right? Yes. Why that little boy ain't had no space maker crayon box? I was a little mad about that. I still have one somewhere in here. I know I do. I, and first of all, if y'all didn't have Space Maker, you missed out. Like, Space Maker crayon boxes just have a certain little smell to them that just told you you was the shit. Um, it stinks now. And them crayons are moldy. Wait a minute. Say that again. What's moldy? The the crayons and stuff that I got now. No, that's not how you said it. That was not how you said it. You fixed it because you. What did I say? Over here. When y'all say crayon, y'all say it where y'all be like crowns. I'll be like, what? <laughs> what the who? Give what? You need me a crown? What's a crown? What's that? <laughs> and that's why you laughing because you know it's true. I was the first time I heard somebody say crayon, I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we say a lot of things weird. Like, y'all, rewind 15 seconds and listen really closely (laughs) because she said it just like that before I called her out and she fixed it and said crayon. Go back. I'll wait. (laughs) Ow. My stomach. I told you. I say a lot of things that don't sound right. No, it's not that. It's just, it's really just where you from. Like, me personally, I've lived in a few places, so my accent is very weird. Like, you sometimes, you'll hear me say ka, and then five seconds later, you'll hear me say car. It, it happens. Like, when I'm mad, my, um, my accent really, like, slips out, and that's when <laughs> I don't say, like, ERs. <laughs> I go into the us a lot. And then the dialect changes. It's all started with a space maker crayon box. <laughs> but you know what ends up happening is after they have this little conversation, right? Richard leaves, but he knocks over this little piece of paper. It's on accident. He no, that did not look on accident, though. Like, we know it was on okay, accident. Okay, you know what? But it I'm did not look this. on accident. I'm going to say this, and I'm so sorry. Respectfully, he was giving high school play acting. And so I can understand why it looked like he purposely knocked that paper over. 
That's it did. Yeah. It looked like he purposely knocked this shit off the desk. And I, so the first time I watched it, I didn't realize it. The second time I watched it, I was like, oh, he knocked that off on purpose. Yeah, he swept the like. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when Ty, not Tyrone, when Walter goes to pick it up, it's the paper with Tyrone on it. And he crumples that shit up and it causes Tyrone to fall down the steps and break both arms and legs. First of all, it's the coach for me. <laughs> that boy must have had weak bones. <laughs> weak bones. What? <laughs> it's even funnier because when Richard came to ask and he was like asking, he was like, nobody pushed him. And he like pushes his arms out. I'm sorry, that whole scene had me dead. I was in stitches because <laughs> it was not supposed to be funny, but it's comedy and I was dying, okay? Afterwards, Richard pulls up to Walter's house. It's at night. And first of all, Miss Paula J. Parker. If you don't know Paula J. Parker, you have to get out. Stop the podcast. I know Go who that is. And she uncultured knows what swine. Okay. okay. Uncultured swine for not knowing. And first of all, let me tell you something because I'm tired of this. All y'all out there who was running with this by Felicia moment. And y'all ain't even know who Felicia was because y'all all thought that Paula J. Parker's character was Felicia. What? Who thought that? I don't want to be too direct, but you can already figure out who my message is aimed at. <clears throat> yes. So yeah. when I hope, I'm dead serious. I am not lying. When by Felicia became a thing, people who were not educated all thought because of the aesthetic of Joy's character that she was Felicia. Tyke, racist. But anyway, I, I'm going to keep moving. Um, Yes. She also plays Trudy on The Proud Family and a whole bunch of other stuff. Another yes. all-star. You literally, from Woo, she she in a lot of stuff. But I, yeah, she was on one, though. She really was. Yes, open that door with nothing left out on. Knew what she was doing. Knew what the fuck she was doing. And she was trying to make her play for her next man. She said, no, nah, this one ain't no good. He be doing too much. But the thing that got me, though, was that when she went to go put on the clothes, that bird shit on him. But it's nighttime. So why is there a bird? I don't ever see birds at night. Um, I hear them. No, those are bats. I don't know if that's a bat. No. I'm really sure this thing that I be hearing is a bird because me and BJ both be hearing it and we just be like, well, there he is again. You I mean you could tell I'm sitting here thinking about the sound too because I'm like, uh-uh, it sound like some Jeepers Creeper stuff might swoop up and just snatch me by the back and hell no, nope, okay. Nope, 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 yep. Where'd you get those peepers, jeepers, creepers? Where'd you get those eyes? I can't believe my mama bought me that DVD to watch. I like that movie. I was like, young. I wasn't young, young. Uh, Yes, I was, but geez. Okay, anyway. You know what? That is my movie. Stop talking about (laughs) her. Sorry, there's something flying around my head. That's what you get for talking about me and the bird. And that's, see, singing that damn song came and got you. See, nope, moving on before you bring some stuff over to my house because then I'm going to have to press the button yeah. in the episode. And then I'm still sweating at it and it kept coming for me. Okay. Yeah. So about this bird poop, this is with uh, Miss Paula. 
decides that she gonna push up on the teacher man. Okay, cause girl, you wiped the bird poop and it was gone, and you was still wiping. Right. Um, he trying to tell her about Walter and all the problems that he having at school, and she trying to flirt. I'm like, sis, right. you don't listen to what he's saying. <laughs> Until he stuff. brings up monster, and then she gets mad and wants to yell at her child. Exactly. And then this is, of course, right on cue when Carl, <laughs> the stepfather, played by David Allen Greer, and it's crazy because usually. He's always playing like a very nice, respectable character in this. Okay, so actually, I saw him in Queen Sugar. And in Queen Sugar, he plays an abusive husband. He does. You know, I ain't seen that, but he does. Oh, wow. He was like, well, let me try it again, I guess. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure he does a good job because he did a good job here. Like, remember when we was talking about the stepfather and I said, I want to see a black one? Him. He he does. I'm telling you, he does a really great job. So, mind you, I saw this maybe like within because I binge watched Queen Sugar maybe like a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was still fresh. So watching this, I'm like, wow, he sure does play an abusive person really well. Yeah. See, and that's what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying like. We gotta, I mean, it could be hinted at in a movie. I don't want to see nobody getting their ass whooped like that. I really don't. But, um, I nah, so the good thing about Queen Sugar, it didn't show like that. It was, you know, how like you, yeah, they just, I'm necessarily talking about like a black stepfather. Oh, yeah. But if that's what, cause this is literally like this, like I said, this short could have been really, really good, but it was just a lot of things that just made it like meh. But this could have been a full-length stepfather movie. It could have. Because even like the original stepfather, when once uh, after, you know, they sit at the dinner table and once again, Richard is telling the dad or the stepfather everything that's happening. He like, all right, I'm going to handle it. And just like in the stepfather movie, after he leaves and goes down, he gets his ass whooped and he gets knocked out and he's useless to us at this point. I'm just like, right. well, why did you even? Yeah. I... Like, why did you? Sorry. Like, and in the midst of that happening, when they had the meeting, Richard showed Carl the picture that Walter drew saying that he feels like he needs to kill the monster. So this is the incident that makes Carl go off. Because when Richard leaves, he goes off on everybody. Like, he, he storms up in Walter's room, snatches him up. And, of course, the mama ain't going for that. But when she tried to fight for her son, he starts fighting her. So this is when Richard comes back in and gets knocked out. But still, the point is, you are useless to us, sir. So the cool thing I did like was the fact that we find out that Carl is the monster because you start off that scene um, where he actually comes in Walter's room Mm -hmm. as the monster. So like you're seeing it from um, Walter's point of view and then you turn it to camera turns and you realize it's Carl and then he has a monster tactic. So I thought that was pretty creative. But terminated through that thing, like just throwing everybody around the room. And then when he picked up that skillet and he was about to hit sissy, I said, oh, no. But of course, Walter was thinking fast, grabbed that piece of paper and started bending it. And soon as his arm went back, I said, oh. And then he just kept going. That took me off guard. I was like, oh, this is weird. Like the way it looked, it was kind of weird. And I was like, oh, 
And I loved it. And you want to know why? Because Screaming Mad George, MF and D, dirt, okay? Screaming Mad George is one of my favorite, favorite effects people. Him, Jaeger, Tom Savini. Um, what's Heather Langenkamp's husband name? David Anderson. I think that's his name. He got a special effects so, too. I love it. He was actually supposed to be at Days of the Dead. Who? Savini. I would have flipped the F out. And Remember, before we settled that September was going to be spend it all theme, and there you go. There's your thing September. Um, it was going to be September, Savini September. I remember you saying I just, I love his work. Oh, my gosh. I would have flipped out. I literally forgot that that was even happening the same weekend that you was going. So lucky. I'm so happy you got to go. Like, oh, my goodness. And it's like the one in Indianapolis passed recently. And I was just like, wow, of course. But it's always one in Indiana. So I'm like, the next time it's one, I'm probably just going to bounce out and go. The next one is in August in Atlanta. But yeah, but basically. Uh, Some sissy stomped on the wadded up paper to kill Carl. But then, you know, Mr. Garvey was like, nah, we got to uh, finish this off. Ain't nobody going to find out about this. Walter, you know what to do. So Walter puts that um, paper Not on the burner. Not it. Right? Put the paper <laughs> on the burner, and then the, uh, the body burst up in flames. And then now you see the burnt-up casket. Not the burnt-up casket. The burnt-up body <laughs> is a casket. I mean, pretty much. And you know what? But I guess... I was about to say, I wonder why he wasn't, like, cremated if he was burnt, but I guess then they wouldn't have seen the mangled body. I don't think that. Body. It depends. So, from watching different crime shows and stuff, I think it has to be a certain temperature for the bones to incinerate, too. Mm, Jesus. Yeah. So, I think just from, like, fire alone, I don't think that... Um, it would have done it. And then, plus, don't you think the fire would have gotten out of control at some point? So they probably had I was it. thinking that, too. But I was also thinking, like, you know, if we draw in stuff and crumple in papers, maybe the fire is only going to stay on the paper, I guess. I don't know. Well, <laughs> you're probably, I'm thinking that they probably extinguished him at some point. Maybe. I mean, I do the same thing when I set stuff on fire. Just, sorry, okay. That's, uh, sorry, sorry. Don't know yourself. <laughs> Girl, you done, t- you done exposed yourself through this entire show. Um we going to close this part of the story and go back to the funeral home where uh, Stacy, Chicago, and Junior spot this doll that falls off the wall. And but actually, before we get to the doll, I want to mention that apparently in some um, versions, it was actually Walter that was shown in the casket when they came back to the funeral home and not um, uh, Carl's mangled body. Right. Yeah. Now, that's not the version that I saw. The version that I saw was, of course, Carl burnt and destroyed. But I found out that, yeah, some TV versions show Walter. Oh, hecky no. And I think I vaguely remember that because I, you know how, like, you see bits of It's like now that you say it, I can see him laying in a casket as a kid, which is kind of dark, but... I now I want to look it up and see if like because oh my gosh I got chills again okay and now I don't remember if that was because I I remember like you just said that's a memory that has been unlocked and I don't remember if that was from this movie or another movie but I really think yeah. that it was this movie 
Or is it just like, because you can just like imagine it, you know? Because why would he be in the casket? So from the research that I saw, it didn't say that the ending was different. It just said that in some versions, Walter was in the casket. So I honestly don't know. Well, hmm, I wonder. Hmm. I'm going to have to note that down. But yes, like you were saying, the doll fell off the stack, mm-hmm. pissed, and wasn't here <laughs> for them freaking out over the body in the casket. So he slammed that bitch shut, and it caused the doll to fall off the shelf. Yeah, and then we learn from Mr. Sims that these dolls are actually a way station for lost souls. And I thought of the Booger T dolls from Spell. Yo, I know yes. they're not the same, but that's what yeah. I thought about. But... The crazy thing about it is when I, my first watch, I was looking at the doll and I was like, why does it look like Will Smith? Oh! But that was only when they were in the funeral home. Once it actually started, <laughs> once it, the, the, the KKK comeuppance actually started and I got to see more of the doll, I was like, oh, it don't look like Will Smith no more. Oh, no, not you coming at my Libra, man. Sorry. <laughs> like, I have that in my notes because I was like, why does that doll look like Will Smith? Uh-uh. But yes, this is this one involves um okay, know, okay, okay. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, there ain't no other way to say it. But so, if you don't title. know this, if you don't know this one from anything else, you know this because of the dolls. Like if you don't know this movie from anything else, you know this movie because of these dolls. The dolls. Listen, okay. listen. So this story mini story starts off with a smear campaign against affirmative action and the campaign is for duke Mac- duke metker played by corbin bernson and he's an obnoxious and highly racist senator and one a one-time member of the ku klux klan who's running for governor and you know what's funny about this what? so duke metker is a combination of two real life white supremacists and i thought yeah. of that i thought about that when i was watching it before i did my research i was like duke are they talking about even that? strom's duke. name from the beginning his name is one of those things too that references a i don't think it's a clans member but um i think is another white supremacist or something like that yeah so his name is a mashup of david duke and um tom metzger a little a little too much for me so outside of his house you have protesters protesting the fact that he's in this house because he set up his office at a slate an old slave plantation that was previously owned by his ancestor so there's a reporter out there interviewing another council member but then you have eli (laughs) I love Eli. Ain't no Eli piece of the dollhouse. Okay. Eli gonna ain't tell no you straight like it is. Okay. It ain't no myth. It's not a myth. It ain't sense. no myth. So basically, there's a myth about the dolls. And um, so, like Ashley was saying, the dolls are a, way a carrier, a way station for lost souls. So um, he tells Duke, back in the house, Duke tells this story the myth or whatever to his image maker roadie who just happens to be black the joke behind that name jesus right so basically the background story of the dolls is that um the previous owner his ancestor well not previous owner the original owner whatever type of owner he was (laughs) he um 
found out his slaves were going to be freed at the end of the Civil War. And he went into a murderous rage and massacred all of them and burned them in a common grave. And so what happened was that the hoodoo witch, Miss Cobb, took the souls and put them in the dolls that she created. So in the picture that's on the wall, it has uh, Miss Cobbs in a rocking chair holding her original doll, and then it's like a bunch of dolls on the floor mm-hmm. around her. And I so- like this effect because if you think about it, clearly they just shot it as they painted it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because later, and we'll get to it, but later the dolls disappear and it's just white outlines of the body. So that's so cool. I like it. But Duke throughout this whole entire thing is hella racist. Okay. Very. Like, some of it, you got to listen to what they say and to catch it. And some of it is just blatant racism. Blatant. Blatant. <laughs> like, when he some of the stuff he said, I ain't never heard said before. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a that's new that old, No, that's that old school. I've heard, I've heard somebody say niggers, but I ain't never heard a white person say niggers before. And when he said it, it was different. I was like, oh. Yeah, it, it hit different. And then he did get a side eye from Rody when he called the dolls Negro dolls. And then he also was like, yo, I did look for the dolls, but I couldn't find them. I thought they were worth something. And then used racially insensitive language while he was talking about how he tried to find them and sell them. But basically the whole history of the house and the slaves and the dolls is why the general public does not want him in there and wants him right. vacant. And he's like, yeah, nah, because if you do that, It'll be equated to another racially insensitive. <laughs> right. It's, it's, just, it's just it's bad all around. It's all bad. And Rody calls him a sick fuck, but like you still working for him. You getting paid $10,000. Because he getting paid $10,000 a week. Maybe <laughs> the karmic the karmic implications is not worth it. And he saw that. Listen, okay. I'm just like, all right, Rody, but it don't matter because as they're like, practicing Mecker's media skills because this nigga ain't got no type of coof at all. Mm-hmm. Rody ends up falling down the stairs and dying. and Because the doll tripped him up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like when he, it first happens, if you pay an attention, you see, You'll it, see it, but you don't find out till after the funeral. First of all, speaking of this funeral, let's talk about this real quick. It was a whole bunch of black people at this funeral and I was not yep. expecting that to be honest. I mean, the dude was black. They died. He was black. He was black, but he was a Tom. Yeah. So I just was not expecting that turnout of brown people to be there. I mean. It was a lot. We still kind of, even though you're a little, uh, we still come to pay our respects. Okay. I can accept that. But um, our man's Eli is back. He is. And he tells them, you need to leave the house before you end up like Rody. We still want reparations. And baby, we still want reparations to this day. Okay, period. Are we going to put Eli in the same category as Leroy? <laughs> no. I mean, Leroy. remember, I, I thought Leroy so. was a creep. I mean, yes, he is a creep. He is. Oh, he I definitely like Eli. is. Eli's not a creep. But, but he's funny. Wait a and minute. Person, dogs. What the whole thing was happening while he was saying that? Did you hear uh, Mecker? He was like, can't we all just get along? And the lady in the back was like, hell no! <laughs> But what pissed me off, though, was um, he used the, if you didn't notice, he used the media training that Rody gave him right before he He did. It was death. so, it was a good save, but it was so crazy. The only spooks I'm scared of are 
you spooky reporters. I'm like, because <laughs> originally said is these guns. Guns. So first of all, it was because <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny, but it was hilarious. I think it was the finger guns that made it funny. And the way that, I don't know. Y'all gotta go watch that part and just laugh for yourself. It <laughs> so they get in the car, right? Mm-hmm. And well, the limo. And Duke sees the doll. And he's like, yo, driver, did you put this in here? Who been in my car? It didn't let anyone in. <laughs> and then he threw the doll out the window <laughs> and into the street. Listen, okay, you shouldn't have did that. That's your ass. Right. So back at home, he's rewatching the footage of Rody falling down the steps and realized that As he tripped do. over the doll. And this is when Duke notices a blank spot on the on the painting where the original doll that's sitting in Miss Cobb's lap used to be. Oh, well, so, that's because little Will Smith is live now. Uh, live in living color. Not and little he, he ready to fight. He want all the smoke. So there's a knock at the door, right? And Duke opens it and doesn't see anyone outside. But instead, you hear pitter patter footsteps. And I'm just trying to figure out how does a doll that small have heavy ass footsteps like that? And that was tripping me out the whole entire time. I mean, you know, anytime we get our little tiny tears, like those footsteps, like it's a it, okay. I can understand like the footsteps of a Chucky doll. Because Cause them shoes is heavy. If y'all had a Build-A-Bear doll and y'all seen them heavy, them shoes heavy. Right. And then after seeing the life-size doll that Nightmare Toys has, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, Brandon almost bought it. Except for the, you know that doll is fucking $500. Yeah. They, they I mean, I, there's a page that we follow that he makes replica Chucky dolls. I understand why they're so expensive. Cause, Girl, I was yes. like, what is this? So, um, but, okay, so you have the size that Chucky is, but then you have these, these are more like dollhouse dolls. But if they, they, if they're, hmm, Or puppet dolls, like the little small, what was it, the the marionettes, the little teeny tiny marionettes though? Yeah, but see, are they like punch dolls that are like, some parts are hard and other parts are like soft and cotton? Or are they straight wood? Because if they straight wooden dolls. But I don't know. I got to look at them again. Because when the stop motion animation comes, they look different from when they do when they're just sitting there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it more of a plastic action figure or is it more wooden? Because I don't think it's like, Um, I don't think it's a stuffed. You know, I think they might be plastic only because I know that the majority of the dolls were reused in Team America World Police. Which is crazy because the Kyoto Brothers did these dolls and the yes. Kyoto Brothers are the ones behind Killer Clowns and I cannot wait. I'm just telling y'all right now. I'm not gonna two, be happy. Season two in March. I'm telling y'all right now, I don't care. The theme is March of the Clowns and yes. March think. of the Clowns. Ain't it cute? That's cute, ain't it? Mm-hmm. I'm not I gonna be happy. It's fine. I'll, you know what? I'll do you a solid. I will host the entire month. I'm going to be sitting with my eyes, <laughs> like my hands over my face, watching these. I, 
And the funny thing about it is, like, you know how people are, like, definitely afraid of clowns? Like, mm-hmm. if I see a clown in person, I'm just like, oh, okay, clown. Okay, cool, fine. But it's something about clowns in movies that I just don't. Well, mm. I'm going to apologize in advance. Because you know how I felt about that clown in Hill House. Yeah, no, that was, no, I didn't like that either. That was different because I just don't understand how y'all stood there that long. Because I would have been out. I still don't like the way Paul ran up in that basement, <laughs> smacked the head around, and then ran back up the basement. Like, I told y'all <laughs> I don't do basements. No. And then just walked up the basement. Baby, I would have. Y'all know the cartoons when they run and they feet go around in a wheel and they create the smoke. Baby, that would have been me. So how did you how did you feel when, like, you moved here and most people have basements that they use as part of their house? Well, see, like, if I'm in a basement by myself and there's light, I'm not. I'm fine. I mean, like, not like a creepy basement, like how you see in these scary movies, because most people use it as, like, a cell. You talking about, like, the, like, a basement that I have, like, my little crawl space? I got a crawl space in my basement. It's not a basement. Like, you literally, as soon as you get to the bottom, you have to get on your No, knees. I mean, like... So, like, you notice, and like, the, like, I don't, a stepfather, how that's considered, like, a basement. But, like, here, we decorate ours, and it's, like, another living area. That's what mine is like at my home. It's, like, a living area. Or, like, at BJ's parents' house, it's, like, a, well, I mean, you know, that was, like, basically our yeah. area. You know, those don't bother me. I mean, but regardless, it don't matter what the basement looked like. It can be an empty, barren basement or full of storage or full of bedrooms. Once the lights go out and it's dark, Ashley's ass needs to be up them stairs. Period. <laughs> you laughing. I'm serious. I don't play that. Because I'm thinking about that meme. Not meme. It's, um, it's that, if I want to say it's a TikTok video where... The person cuts off the lights and then they start running up the steps and then the person runs behind them. <laughs> yeah, that's exact. Yep, that's exactly what happens in my head. Like, soon as the light comes out, there is somebody jetting from the dark, and if Those I don't make it where I need to go and cut on a light, it's going to get me. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's no, but you know who did get got? Dude, he got of fucked course. up. He got fucked up by this doll, okay? And I, I, first of all, I did not appreciate him taking the doll outside and tying it to the little dartboard and shooting it with a shotgun. Yeah, that was a lot. Actually, before that, um, remember when I was like, he let the doll in the house? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't say that he let the doll in the house, but he let the doll in the house. Basically. He threw a vase at it, but it escaped. And then, of course, went on a racist rant. But then goes inside back in his office and gets mad at the painting, takes the flag and beats the painting with it. And then the painting starts to bleed. And, of course, he is confused as hell, but then turns around and sees the doll swinging from the chandelier. Yeah, and then on top of noticing that more dolls are missing from the painting now. See? That's what I told you. Right. That's your ass. Right. Crazy. The part so, when um he, like, when it's, when he's in the hallway and the doll comes running after him, that stop motion looks so good. Even when he's, like, trying to get up under the door. Oh my gosh. It looks so good. Because it's so funny because it was stop motion, but then it actually turned into animation. Mm-hmm. I, and, they did a good job. Yeah. And even in 2021, it looks good. Oh, my God, it looks good. Because y'all know I'll tell y'all real quick if something looks shitty. And then he also, like, 
you know how I feel about guns. And I know that he's the bad guy, but he also yeah. pissed me off by like taking so long to put the rounds in the shotgun. <laughs> like she was scared. People thought like this is about to be a reoccurring thing for me. People with guns and being stupid with their guns. <laughs> it just it is <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel you. <laughs> So he ends up locking himself into the uh, the office after he mm-hmm. ran from the original doll, and he realizes that all of the dolls are now out of the painting and behind and him. And now what? And now what? What you gonna do? Cover himself with the American flag and crown. And I hope it keeps you warm at night. <laughs> so then we have Miss Cobb. She as he's getting devoured, literally by these dolls miss Cobbs, who's actually rusty's mom the director yes i was gonna say that those yes. always be down they always be down another yes. one i was gonna bring up is recently i just and it's crazy we talked about this earlier i just rewatched juice and there's a scene um where omar epps uh character goes to buy a gun and the lady he buys it from is that director's mom, too. And I'm like, see, mamas be down. They do. Also, his dad was down, too, because his dad played the funeral, um, the preacher in the funeral. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That was his dad. Oh, so sweet. I love it. But yes, his mama appeared and was just sat there rocking. She manifested herself in the room and was holding the first doll in her hands, rocking back and forth. That dog watching is them fuck him up. His teeth was good. You know the ending was gonna be different. What? How was it gonna be different? So they were at first they were just gonna cut when he wraps himself up in the flag. They were gonna cut to the next day. And I think, like, the remaining team that we've seen at the funeral, they find him hanging from a tree with the flag wrapped around his neck. Like, he's, hang- like, yeah. But when they took it to the studio, the studio was like, Of course oh, not. Of course not. I think people are going to want to see these dolls mess him up. And then um, Rusty and Darren Scott was like, I bet. Slap that cash in and um, we'll get the Kyoto Brothers on it. And it looks good. I loved it. Make the sound. What was AT flight? That's what it really looked like. Like, oh my gosh. And they was eating. Okay, now first of all, look, because I said this last week. This, I can handle this. That sh- they was doing in VHS 2 with them zombies? No. <laughs> I had to plug my ears. Absolutely. No. No. I don't like it you know what somebody else don't like something either these these dealers um junior stacy in chicago they really getting impatient and they ready for the shit exactly but uh here is stacy again asking all them questions <laughs> asking all them questions because he sees the next corpse and he's like oh hell no y'all see this well, it's a reason for that <laughs> turns out that um somebody even though they claim even though they claim they don't know who this is they know who this is and Mr. it's so funny because stacy like yeah we know who it is and right <laughs> and dude's like um no and mr sam's immediately picked up on that shit and started telling us the final moments of a man named crazy k 
AKA Hakeem. I know. Rest in peace, Hakeem. That's yes. so sad. So sad. Yes. Him and these sideburns. Listen, the sideburns, the K cutting to his head. I was just like, they had they had an idea for this character. <laughs> and they was did. like, they was like, let's just make him look as crazy as possible because i seen this dude on the street i am telling you like okay you know how we always talk about as women how we have to like do these crazy things to get men to not talk to us or to leave us alone yeah it's unfortunate if he asked me for my number i would be terrified to say no i've had that happen before I oh all the time literally i will literally just do it so you leave me alone and then block right. your number. exactly like, because I'm not trying to have those problems. We hear those stories way too many times of people telling people no and then getting hurt because of it. Like, it's crazy. Like, and my boyfriend be getting mad. About like, what? Because I be giving up my number. Oh. Like, you don't get it. No, I had to, I'm going to be honest, I'll make this brief. When I was first dating BJ, I had to explain that to him and it was crazy that he didn't get it at first, but now he does. And yeah, I literally had to show him examples because it, I think, I think it's happened that we know of publicly twice. That's been in the news that this has happened. Like someone at a bar is trying to get someone's number and that person says no, and they can't handle that rejection and come back and does something to him. And it's, it's sick. Y'all need to learn how to deal with rejection, male and female. Like, right. Mm-mm. But anyway, Mr. Jerome. He driving around him. with his crazy ass sideburns and a K carved into the top of his head. Okay. And he pulls up on somebody and just kills them. Oh, look, listen. Come on, Lil Deke. Played by Ricky Harris. Rest in peace. Oh, my gosh. There's so many people in this movie that have passed. Yeah. It's sad, but yeah. So he, Lil Deke, it's on site for him. It's over. But in retaliation, Lil Deke's people come out and they start hitting Lil K. I mean, Lil K. They start <laughs> crazy hitting K. Crazy K. But, but before that happens, somehow, no, somehow, how did all these police just pop up behind That's him? the same thing that I said, too. I'm like, you would have heard the sirens. You would have heard tires. You would have heard engines. You would have heard all of this before they got there. So how I did mean, you we not find out. I mean, it, pulled up. it kind of makes sense later, yes. but still. But I mean, you know, my man's crazy, K. He cool, but barely. Right. So four years later, we have Dr. Cushing, played by Rosalind Cash. This actually oh happened to be her final movie role. I know. She passed on Halloween of the same year. And like, I remember her from the Cosby show. I know. And just, yeah, I remember her from the Cosby show, but she's like, in a lot of stuff yes so she arrived at jerome's prison cell and decides that she wants to transfer him to her facility for an experimental trial and told him like you know you'll be released from prison if you agree to it and completes it but he actually looked crazy as hell sitting in that cell doing them sit-ups like that he thought he this was where 50 cent got his inspo from in the club child that was, that was a little too much the way the manner in which he was doing the sit-ups was a little intense 
Oh, him using um, the bars at the bottom for the little holder for his feet. No, how fast he was going and how intense he looked. It was just like a robot. Uh, oh, BJ yeah. does his uh, like that. Uh, oh, God. I mean, I'm not going to stunt. He got the maps. He just probably got the core strength to do it like that. That's honest. what I'm saying. My core is not that strong to be doing them like that. I'll get it done, <laughs> but not in that manner. <laughs> but let me, um, I just want to touch on a few things. One thing I noticed upon listening to just other people discuss this movie, they seem to not understand a lot of things happening in this short. For one, the attire. So right now where we're at, so we have, you know, Jerome's, he's stripped down to his boxers, right? And this is where he's thrown in with the inmate who we find out is a crazy ass homicidal white supremacist who's basically a mirror. He serves as a mirror for Crazy Mm -hmm. K. He does the same thing that Crazy K does. The only difference is he's white, which strikes a nerves with Crazy K and they get into it. But once he gets out, he tells Dr. Cushing that, you know, I ain't trying to be up in there with him, but that was the whole point. Like I said, Dr. Cushing did that on purpose to flip the mirror on him to be like, okay, and you're mad at him, but you do the same thing. So now at this point, Crazy K is dressed in a cloth and shackles, right? And a lot of people seem to miss that this was supposed to be what slaves were dressed in before they were auctioned off. Like, it was so crazy. I was listening. People was like, I don't understand why he's this naked. Or I don't, why does he? And it's because he's supposed to be a slave. Yeah. So now you know. When he got ushered into that room in his phone, you mm. know this homegirl hairstyle? That's my favorite hairstyle. I loved it. I Absolutely. Nick. The whole reason, as we mentioned earlier, you know, they're hoping, because... Dr. Cushion, she getting her coin, and that's the point. She's trying to get her bag. So if she can get Crazy K to go through this rehabilitation process, you know, that the government has hired her for, she'll let him out, and, you know, he'll be good. If but, not, he going to rot in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. Forever, okay? And then this part, for some reason, this part looked... I don't know what the right word is, okay? Because he's in, okay, so basically, he's strapped up to, like, this chair, this device. Like, they shave his head. The K comes, oh, yeah, all that's gone. They shove in this tube up his nose. They strap him down to this metal chair. It's almost, I don't know how to describe it. It looks so weird, but it looks like something I've seen before, and I just can't describe it, man. But we get a long three to four minute scene of cuts of different images from the KKK members to victims of lynching spliced with black on black crime happening in different hoods of America. And this goes on for a minute. Oh yeah. Some of those um, actions that was sliced and diced in that montage was his as well. Yeah, and and the whole time, Crazy K is spinning in circles while Dr. Cushion is telling him about himself. This is just showing, like I said earlier, when it came to the white supremacists, that you're literally doing the same thing, killing innocent people or people that you thought deserved it, just off top, didn't even think about it, just on sight, just like we seen him do Lil' Deke earlier, you know? Right. Then when they move on later... They put oh him in God. a sensory, the sensory deprivation. 
changes. Yes, and it pissed me off mm-hmm. because of the strobe lights. You know how yes, awesome. strobe warning. <laughs> and it's crazy because someone I uh, we're actually recording on the anniversary of Tales from the Hood. This is the anniversary. Hi, happy birthday! Yeah. But um, when I posted it, somebody literally wrote that. I think I liked it because I was like, these strobe lights. I yeah, have. it was Bianca. She wrote it and I was like, me too, sis. I wish they would have said something like, because uh, the whole time I like had to just look down and just like keep peeking up. Yeah, I didn't. This, I, I think the second time around I watched it, I didn't um, look at the screen because the strobe lights was too much. You could, at, it, For the note part, I just had to listen to what they were saying. I didn't have to look at it because my was Child. The second time I watched it, I was in a brighter room, so it didn't affect me as much, so I was able to look, but still it is a lot. What's happening during this scene is Crazy K is basically, since he's in a sensory deprivation, he's just in a dark room, so he's right. just left alone with his thoughts. And first of all, first of all, it's Dr. Cushion playing him for me. He was like, you're just going to have to feed on your thoughts, which probably is a light meal. I said, ooh. <laughs> and <laughs> So while he's in there, he's basically seeing all of his past come to present, right? We see Tracy, who got killed because he was coming up short. Spoiler for The Wire. That whole little scenario made me think of a character from The Wire. And if y'all haven't watched The Wire, you need to see it because it's important. Well, anyway, okay. So then we see a group of people who got wrongly accused in a drive-by. Then, oh my God, this was the one that did it for me. Then we see this innocent little girl who was at her home, and during that drive-by, one of the bullets went into her home and killed her. He got a lot of excuses because he had the nerve to say a bullet ain't got no name. Nigga, what? And I was just like, sir, get no. Absolutely, you need to go. So more victims appear, and despite him talking about what happened in his life and how he felt like he was getting done wrong and all of that stuff, he's not accepting the responsibility. And that's the whole point. Like. The whole point, Dr. Cushion even like tries one more time to get him to see his ways and he, he doesn't. Was like, I'm going to break up out of here. And she was like, well, I mean, there's nothing holding you in the chair. So he gets up out the chair and then he threatens to snap the girl with the good hair and, and like snap like, her okay. neck. And then she warns him like, if you, you won't get another chance of forgiveness. And he refused and kept saying, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And then he was transported back to the moment where he was originally shot and he lay on the ground, blood spit, splurting out his mouth, talking about, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And of course, the three gunmen are over top of him. They're like, nigga, we don't give a fuck either. And just light his ass up. And then in a twist of events, we find out that the three assailants that gunned him down end up being... Our three homies in the yep, mortuary. whole time Junior Chicago and Stacy asses did it. Thing is, I told y'all, Mr. Sims, it was something about I told y'all, ain't nobody in their right mind about to be pulling up to somebody calling them talking about they got drugs on them. It just ain't gonna happen. And the whole reason this happens is listen, at this point, as you can imagine, our boys are tad, they trying to get the shit. They trying to bounce. But that last story kind of struck a nerve because we just told y'all they was the ones that did it, right? So they like, look, listen, you knew we did that. You trying to be funny. Give us this shit before we pop you. And listen, Clarence, (laughs) Mr. Sims, my hat goes off to you because the way you walked down this dark hallway and was talking about the beep-de-bop shit, the doo-doo, 
I was concerned because I'm like, damn, I don't know what's about to happen to these people. Like, um, I kind of feel like y'all need to just cut your losses, turn around and just go. But he leads them into this final room and leads them to the shit. So he tells them that the shit is in the caskets. And when they open the caskets, they see their own bodies. And the crazy thing about it, why Bulldog, the only body that looked weird as fucking not like him, it actually looked like a dead body. Like, you know, when they're embalmed and bloated and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like, Stacy and Joe Tories, it looked like they were just sleep. Okay. The first two were fine. But what the heck happened with Juniors? Because that one, I just knew that was a damn dummy. Right. It, but, like, when you think about it, that's what dead bodies be looking like. Like They do. Like a and they do. Version of themselves. But that one, I don't know. Like, it looked weird. It was, the, it was the skin color that made it weird. That's what the skin color be looking like. You be looking pasty, like a pasty version of yourself. But that looked more like one of the figures at the Sinclair Brothers House of Wax Museum. That's what that looked like. Nah, like, I don't Sinclair know. Sinclair Brothers looked better. You're right. Let me show them some respect. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It, that it was, was art. He was an artiste. Okay. You're right. I'm gonna respect him. It's all right. He worked hard on them people. Mm-hmm. Well, they ain't work hard on these. Everything, everything else throughout this movie has been great. Like, okay, okay, no, no, no. I got one more thing. I have one more thing because at this point, everybody is in confusion. It's like that Mr. Krabs meme. Like, it's it's confusion, okay? Because um, Junior is like, how was we dead if we up in here with you? That don't make sense. And that's when Mr. Sims makes the ultimate reveal that baby this ain't no funeral home and it ain't no pterodome either we in hell motherfucking hell and no yo his sweaty face i like it sweaty ass face that whole scene was getting me i love that but that cgi tongue i said hmm yeah that was weird this could have been better when he transforms into the devil I like that. That looked good, okay? And that was prosthetics. Like, he sat in a chair for, like, four, five hours for that. That looked great. But when hell came and they started burning and Harlem shaking and gyrating, I ain't like that. I wish you could see me with my arms folded right now. Oh, you like that meme of Ashanti? Yes. But I I ain't like that. Mm-mm. Like somebody, if somebody looked like they was just throwing their arms side to side, the other one was just percolating, shyrating. That was just like, Mm-mm, I don't like it. Mm-mm. I don't know. Everything, all the other effects in this movie were thistles, but that was Basura, and I didn't like it. Uh, but I love the movie though. I absolutely love this movie. I liked it. I I'm liked it. it. I wonder, is it because I told you it was an anthology before you went into it? No. So here's the thing. I <laughs> knew about Tales of the Hood, and I knew it was an anthology. I just never watched it. Right. And then also the name, like, gives it away, like, Tales of the Hood. So I um, I knew. But, um, like I said, I liked it. Now, for me... 
I feel like this would be more like a background noise as I do something else. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I would sit through it and watch it from start to finish. Again. Or even a like a kickback movie. We can have this plan while we all chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I definitely liked it. Do you have like a particular order that you would rank the movies after you give your yeah I mean basically yeah I summed up my thoughts perfectly throughout the entire movie like the effects I I was wholeheartedly expecting to watch this movie and just be thrown off by how cheesy and crappy and bad the effects look but that was not the case at all I really enjoyed it yeah yeah, and I'm like I really love that this movie has earned it's timeless status. Like it's going to forever be relevant with the social issues and all of that I can go on and on. Which is that. sad. It, that is sad, but it needs to be said. Just like everybody's going to place get out in that same matter too. This needs to be held in that same respect. So I just think that this is a movie, regardless of your background, y'all need to see it. So um, for me, I uh, I liked, which one did I not like? Honestly, the first one I did not like. The one with the um, police, pro, blah, po, I said police, oh my God. Police brutality, I didn't like that one. That was mm-hmm. my least favorite. Um, I would say, I think my favorite was the KKK comeuppance. <laughs> understandable i like that one um i I didn't even answer your question but you can go ahead (laughs) it's fine i like the kkk come up in so i would say that would be my first as far as like the top one um Mm -hmm. second place i would put i would put um boys get boys do get bruised Mm -hmm. i would put that one and then i would do uh Crazy K third. Yeah. For me, boys do get bruised would be last because I felt like that was the weakest. I wanted so much more from that. It could have been a lot better. Then I would say third would be, dang, that's kind of hard because Mr. Morehouse, them effects was so hard. Okay, yeah, I'm going to put that one. No, actually, I'm going to put Crazy K third, Mr. Morehouse second, and the dolls first. Despite all the racial insensitivities throughout that one, it was just like, wow. Yeah, the effect. I just can't get over the effects in that one. It just looks. That's exactly what the. (laughs) It looks so good. Like, stop motion. Like, always gonna win. Always. IMDb gave it a 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 50%. And what do you give it? I'm going to give Tales from the Hood. I really enjoyed this one. I didn't know I was going to have as much fun with it now. Well, I mean, when I was little, I was little and didn't know what I was even looking at anyway. Um, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to go ahead and give this an 89. The only thing wow. that knocks this down is because, I, I mean, I feel like it's a hood essential. And not even a hood essential. I feel like it's a horror essential. It needs to be seen. 
um, because it's a different type of horror. You know me, I always, you know, I'll be the first person to tell people when somebody be like, but no, there's no blood. Nobody gets killed. There's no slasher. I'm like, you idiot. That is a subgenre. There is more to horror than Michael, Freddie, and Jason. You need to get with right. it, okay? So um, with that being said, I am going to give this an 89. Like, if it wasn't for that freaky-looking junior corpse, that CGI tongue, and if the stepfather story was a little bit better, I would give this a score in the 90s, but I'm going to give it an 89. What about you? I give it a 75. Ooh, I was not expecting this from you. Like, I just <laughs> knew this was, I was like, I don't know how she gonna feel, so this might be low. I feel I feel like the survivors are with me. They probably, you know, they be waiting on you waiting. <laughs> they be wanting to know how you gonna feel. We just don't know. I'm unpredictable. <laughs> That's the beauty of having a Sagittarius co-host with a Scorpio moon. You just never know what you're gonna get. Can get with. What? You can get with this souvenir shop if you want. It seems you survived. Well, before you go, join us in the souvenir shop. I wouldn't be opposed to a funeral home haunted house. Wouldn't be opposed. Girl, you always wanting to check. Like, what was it? It was one movie. He was like, this would be a good walkthrough. I was like, no, it wouldn't. Was it The Hills Have Eyes? I don't know what it was. It was one of the, it was a crazy movie. And I was like, oh, no. I ain't walking through that. (laughs) I feel like this would be a great walkthrough um, because, okay, the funeral home wasn't all that scary, you know? Just like the stories were scary. So, you know, have like a nice story time, you know? If I had the souvenir for this, I would want an obituary from the funeral home. And it had like, when you flip through the obituary, it probably has like behind the scene things that we didn't know about. And probably like, like Walter's drawing could be one of the pages, like stuff like that. That's what I would want. Actually, you know, I do keep funeral, funeral, uh, I do too. And that's why I'm like, might as well. Cause I swear to you in every black household, there's probably a drawer full of obits. I don't know. I wonder, is that a thing in like our community? I want to know. I want to look that up. Cause you know, what's a thing? that really is a thing. The little, the, the me, not the me, but the TikTok. Who did the vibe? Right. The okay. Thing? Yeah. That girl, that girl be cracking me up. Who, who did the eulogy? Oh, he did. Oh, that's, that, that was probably real nice. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll come back and check on you. Because mm-hmm. I, I know. Y'all talk to Rodney. Nah, we well, talk no. to him right now. Yeah, Last time I talked to Rodney, his, you know, his back was acting up. You know, that's why he couldn't go to the funeral. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I talked to him the other day, and he was telling me that he was supposed to be going to the doctor to get that checked out. He didn't get that checked out, did he? Nope. You know how he do. Oh yeah, yeah. You you know um Rodney, he just always been because I remember remember when we was younger and he just used to always be running around. So did, so did always running the mud. Mm-hmm. Couldn't tell him nothing. Couldn't show couldn't and then when he came to his girlfriend, he's still with that girl. What's girl? her name? No, he got caught cheating on her with a younger woman. Uh don't they got kids? That little mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but that baby not so little no more. She not. Last yeah. time I saw her, she was little. Mm-mm. She just graduated from high school. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Top class. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I'll let you go. All and right. Then they start talking. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Like the... Oh. 
Before I run these park announcements though, we do got a little souvenir shop suite. Janaya, can you tell the people? So I cannot have a welcome to the cookout without talking about the great black actors that I met at Days of the Dead HorrorCon. I'm still jealous. I'm still so jealous. <laughs> so happy, this, very happy, but jealous. So this was a total, complete accident. I started to mention this throughout the podcast, but I wanted to refrain. Um, I went to Vegas with my boyfriend, and it wasn't supposed to be for that specific purpose. It was supposed to be a vacation. But the first night, I think we were just chilling out, laying in the bed, and I was scrolling through Instagram, and somehow, I don't know how, I stumbled upon, I think it was Nightmare Toys, because I followed Nightmare Toys, and I saw that they were at Days of the Dead HorrorCon, and I'm like, what is this? Because I had already put Nightmare Toys on my list of places where I needed to go when I went right. to Vegas. So I went, saw the video, I saw that they were having a HorrorCon, so I went to the Instagram page, looked at the lineup, and saw who was going to be there, and it was the whole entire Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors cast. Listen, and y'all already know. Y'all know how I feel about that. Right. So I And I was seeing like a list of people and I was like, yo, I cannot be here in Vegas and not attempt to go. But what I did was I didn't want to like tell Ashley, yo, I'm going and then not go. We almost <laughs> didn't go because I literally, me and my boyfriend got into a fight right before we went. Okay. It yeah. happens. Yeah. But we, he took me to make me feel better. <laughs> and that happens. So Great. we go and I feel, I, I, like, I get super excited. I get happy or whatever. And I meet Kim Segos. And oh he, God, Kincaid. Yes, Kincaid. And I, he is the sweetest man ever. Like we actually are still in contact. Um, When we were there, he, well, I got an autographed picture for Ashley because I was like, I can't not get this for Ashley. But then once I paid for the the autograph, I also got a picture with him with my boyfriend. And then he also gave us like some shot glasses, some um, dog tags and a bracelet. And it's funny because like the whole entire time he was clowning my boyfriend, like straight jokes, just Aww. straight jokes. And so we did exchange contact information and honestly, all of like when you go to these conventions and you do purchase like an autograph or a picture from him all of his proceeds go to scholarships for black it. children I love um, so definitely in the future if you do happen to see him at a horror make sure that you support um and then not only that he does have a couple of projects coming up i have shared it on facebook i am going to share it with ashley so that she can share it with you all he's doing a crowdfunding for a uh, black movie, mm -hmm. um, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's about, but there's um, an Indiegogo campaign for it. So I'll definitely share that with Ashley so she can post it in the show. Yeah. Notes. Because mm -hmm. if you contribute a certain amount, you can get producer credits, you can get executive producer credits. I also met Tony Todd, the Bitch. legend himself. Bitch. He is so I, tall. We quote this man every time we leave, you guys. Yeah. I'll see you soon. Like, it's, it's the reason we're here. Like, yes, this the legend William Bloodworth that we're talking about. This is Sugar Man that we're talking about. Because I think John A said that C word, but I don't say that C word. But yeah. 
Girl, oh. that line. So here's the thing. I think everybody, because I the first I went on Saturday, but he wasn't there. So I went back on Sunday by myself after my boyfriend had left. So that line was outside of the ballroom around the corner, As and I stood true. in that line. As okay, so the thing about it was, I don't think that I was really supposed. I was not supposed to get an autograph. I really wasn't. Because I know moving forward that I need to have cash when I go to these functions. And mm-hmm. I'm not a cash yeah. person. So I only had $40 in cash left from the weekend. And I used my last $40 to pay for a picture. But I'm guessing his manager or whoever was in charge of collecting the money for autographs and pictures, he went ahead and slid an 8 by 10 in there for me to get signed. Yes. Love and... It. I was just so happy. And he gave us some encouraging words. I told him about the podcast. I told um, Ken about the podcast, too. Um, Brandon was ranting and raving. He's like, she got a podcast. (laughs) So I told him about the podcast. And he was like, you know, make sure that you keep it up and continue to do it. Continue to keep doing things that matter. Well, a message received, Mr. Todd. You know. (laughs) But I also want to mention, y'all know I love me some Michael Myers. I got a knife signed by Tony Moran, the OG, <laughs> unmasked Michael. I almost cried, and I literally was like, I'm not going to cry, and Brandon was like, yes, you are, but I got a knife signed, and I also got um, my Jason mask signed by CJ Graham. He was the, the um, Jason from part six. Yeah. So Warrington Gillette was there too, and I didn't have any more cash. Thank God Tony Moran, not Tony Moran, I'm sorry. Thank God CJ Graham, he had PayPal, so I was able to pay him with PayPal. And Tony right. Moran, he had a swipe, uh, like the stripe. Little car swipe. Yeah, so I was able to Where? swipe that. Miss Linnea Quigley was there. I saw her. And then it was another girl, I can't think of her name, but she... Felissa. Felissa was there too, but it was another one. God, I can't think of her name, but I'm seeing her face vividly. And I almost got her too. What movie is she in? I think she only did like two horror movies, but she has a lot of other movies and I can't think of her name. Was it Danielle? Yes, Danielle. Danielle Harris? Yes. Girl, she royalty, even though she a little asshole, but Ooh. we'll talk about her later. That's your franchise, I guess, but um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I saw her, and then there was a couple other people, too, but I felt kind of bad because I was going to the people tables. But listen, my cash was limited, and I came to see the black people. The period. That's just <laughs> like, run them that money. All right, but that that is all I had to say because that, that, was, that was great. I had a great weekend. It went from a vacation into turning into a nerd, and I'm glad that my boyfriend was nerding out with me because... He was excited. Yeah, he was excited. You ready to run these announcements? Yeah, girl. Let's get it. Okay, so this was our first movie out of four movies that we'll be talking about this month. Welcome to the cookout. I explained enough about that. Y'all know what the deal is with these movies. You know how, once again, you could go see what we're talking about this month. Where can they go, Johnny? 
they can go to our Instagram at That's right. podcast That's right. Once you click on those highlights for the park themes, you can see those. If you want to see past episodes, we got a highlight for that too. If you want to suggest a movie, you can hit us up at destination180podcast at gmail.com. Put survivor submission up in the subject. Let us know what you want to tell us. And then you can leave us a review, five-star review, a five-star podcast, period. And um, really, next week, y'all can get ready to watch Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. And that's it. We're going to link up with y'all next week. We'll see you soon. Bye.